1: Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflection. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they make you smile. And let's just be honest, there's just not a lot of things that make people smile, but goofy sound effects, that is always in play the review of the goofy news which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think maybe before the end of this show wouldn't that be great life lessons for our faith that we could actually use many of us will and many of us won't it all depends on whether we want to be doers of the word and not just hearers Hmm. humor that will force you to think why does this guy have a radio show and also bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes your phone call and more. Living this life, none of it's easy. Welcome to the david spoon experience local national and heavenly talk my name is david spoon i'll be your host for the next 5400 seconds get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio here is the key to the show we don't know what we're doing we have no idea what's gonna happen and we don't care but for the next few minutes i want to talk faith with you So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, that process. You might have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question. You might have a prayer request, a praise report, an answer to Bible trivia, which we'll have the opportunity to do in the next segment. You might just have a question that's been kind of moving around in your brain. It's completely open. Here's the premise of the show for those that are listening for the first time. The idea is for all of us to strengthen one another— As a fellowship, not as your primary church, but as a fellowship, we are here to encourage one another and strengthen one another as we see the day approaching. And if you look outside, it's kind of easy to say, the day is approaching. Here's the way to get in touch with us. So I want to give you these opportunities. You can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972 445 0770. When you do that, Terrific T answers the phone, and that is terrific. And then she puts you through to me, and that is not terrific. You can text us, 214 210 8483. That's 214 210 8483. Or you can email us, David at he David at he must increase dot org, which leads us to our website. Kind of a couple cool things on the website. There's audio, there's video, there's some goofy things like plans to build a, a starship. Uh There's a kitchen sink. Uh There is also two things I want to mention. A place to access to get the book that I released. The book is not a brilliant theological book. It's just my story of going to church, getting hurt, and moving forward in the kingdom of God. Electronically, you can get it for free. Print, it's like $6.95. And I think we make like 95 cents a book, okay? Just telling you what's going on there. On the flip side, there's also a place to give. And we've gone through our finances this week and kind of checked things out. We're a little low. <laughs> just going to tell you, I always tell you guys, a little low on the old finances. So see what you can do if the Lord puts it on your heart. If not, don't worry about it. Check out he org. Website he must increase he must increase dot email david at he must increase org Facebook he must increase ministry YouTube he must increase ministry Okie dokie artichoke a couple of things to tell you so at the two o'clock hour I'm going to give you a little bit of insight I had a discussion with my old professor Professor A who was the person who originally got me in the Doctor of Ministry program has now he's now graduated. He's now an associate dean. Wow, that's called moving up, folks. He's an associate dean over at Liberty University, and so. Uh, but we had a brief talk yesterday, and the Lord really blessed our time together. So I'm going to share a little bit about that and the last 60 minutes. But I do want to share one thing with you to just give you an idea how my day started, and just so you can know, you you are definitely not the only person going through some fiery trial as though it was something strange. I was telling T just briefly. Uh, I had just finished my big paper for this week, and so I submitted it. You submit your paper. It's what you do. So I submitted it, and then I looked at the copy, and I was like, oh, look, what, I, I forgot to do a spell check on this last paragraph. Okay, found a couple mistakes that, oh, I'll update it, and so then I put it uh, – I Redid it. did the spell check on these last couple words, put it up, and reloaded it again. Then I was like, oh, I forgot to change this font, and it was like, oh, so I reloaded it again. And then I had to do this. Now, about the fourth time I reloaded it, I put it in the wrong area. (laughs) And it went into an old assignment that I already finished. And so I'm looking at the new assignment area going, where is it, where is it, where is it? it?" And I put it in the old one. So I just sent the professor a letter saying, this is what happened. This is where I sent it. I said, if I can blame the devil, I'm going to do that. But if not, I'm just going to go with old age. Just uh, give me a break. (laughs) That's how my day started. (laughs) I just want you guys to know I go through the exact same thing you guys go through. Mine are maybe a little bit more self-induced. But nonetheless, they are there. Uh we are going to get going in the book of Hebrews there's some fascinating I mean this is just lights out some of the coolest stuff I'm going to share with you it's just this will absolutely make you go wow when we get to this Hebrews chapter 2 and we're going to pick it up with verse 5 it says this for he is not subjected angels to the he's not subjected to angels the world to come But we are talking about that we are talking about. But someone somewhere has testified, what is man that you remember him or the son of man that you care for him? So I want to back this up and show you something just absolutely incredible. For he is not subjected to angels, the world to come that we are talking about, but someone somewhere has testified what is man that you remember him or the son of man that you care for him. Two things that are just just beam out of this. The world to come is not this world. It's the, get this, world to come. See, that's why it's the world to come. And the world to come will have a leader and his name will be Jesus. Now, don't you find it fascinating that Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, Jesus said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Go, therefore, and make disciples. Jesus has all the authority. He's already in charge, and in the world to come, he will be in charge again. For those that don't get it, in all things, he will have the preeminence. Jesus is in charge. You think, well, look at the world and look at everything, and it's a mess, and this does this, and these people are mean, and da-da-da. Jesus is in charge, and he will pull the lever exactly when he wants to. And if we're fortunate enough, and premillennial dispensationalism is true, and we're all going up in a pre-trib rapture, where you had a famous saying for years saying, I will see you here, there, or in the air. It's all good. But Jesus is in charge, so stop thinking He's not in charge. Even if you're reading the news, which constantly talks about other news agencies, which constantly should demonstrate to you the narcissism of humanity. Anyhow, this is the cool part. It says, "For He is not subjected angels. uh, He is not subjected to angels. The world to come that we are talking about, but someone somewhere has testified." What is man that you remember him? This is a reference or a quote to Psalm chapter 8, verses 5 through 7. And the most amazing thing is how the author of Hebrews says this. And I had to get other scholars' uh, materials just so you can know I'm not making this up. Because he says, but somewhere, someone else testified to this. So there's some questions about what does that mean? What do you mean? What does that mean? This, this is the first statement. This is a Greek idiom, and the original readers would understand that the writer was referring to the word of God. For the writer, the exact location and the author were not important to make the point. It's like, hmm. He was just like, you know, the Bible says this. Now, the difficulty with that is that a lot of people that do that don't actually have a reference point. Here is what another scholar said when when it's a reference to someone somewhere testified. This scholar says this, "...for this is a rhetoric purpose. The author was deliberately vague, but he and his readers both knew that the citation is from Scripture and therefore an authoritative text." Why I'm bringing this up is because people that quote scripture should know the address. In this case, the author of Hebrews doesn't give the address, but it's not really because he doesn't know the address, because he quotes the Old Testament several other times throughout the letter and gives the specific information and gives the credit to where credit is due. But in context, what's being talked about is the superiority of Jesus Christ. And this is a writing style. Listen to this. This is so cool. It's a writing style to be consistent with what he said in chapter 1 In chapter 2 so that you can understand that in everything, Jesus has the preeminence both then and now and always. And so he doesn't even reference the author just so you can know this whole thing is about Jesus. It's not that he couldn't have, but this is a practice in the writing style that says, hey, what I'm talking about, this person who said it, this person's not that important. What the person was talking about is important. And this is all written, get this, to simply point to the glorification and the acknowledgement and the authority and the wisdom of Jesus Christ. The guy probably didn't forget, but probably kept it in the same style saying, Jesus, 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 not even the prophets are worth mentioning when we're talking about Jesus. Oh, it's so cool. And if you don't like that, you can, that's uh, fine. You don't have to. <laughs> I just think it's fantastic. All right, we're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Christian station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
0: The David Spoon Experience is now run by He Must Increase Ministry. What this means is that we are no longer operating as a regular business, but as a nonprofit ministry that is devoted to increasing the ministry of Jesus Christ. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Bible believers, the wounded and forgotten believers, and the not-yet-believers through biblical truths. We are funded by listeners like yourselves and ministry partners that want to provide sponsorships for the show. Your donations are 100% deductible tax- And the great news is, if you donate to our ministry and help us advance the kingdom of God, we won't give you a thing. That's right, you'll get no special prize or gimmick. You won't ever get an anointed Bible or penny in acrylic so that you're never penniless, or a guarantee that you'll become rich just because you gave. Your giving will support our unique idea of biblical encouragement. And what you'll receive is a receipt for your giving at the end of the year. It's all about sowing and reaping. Cast your bread upon the water and it will return to you. And if you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully. But you'll be laying up treasures in heaven. And that's the most excellent place to receive the best return for the longest time on your investment. What happens if you don't give? Nothing except more commercials like this one. Let's fare, everyone, for more commercials like this one. Go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. And give if you're led to and if you're able to. Let's keep the show going and help increase its time and reach. You must like this show a little bit because, after all, you're hearing this commercial, right? Thank you.
1: Here's what I want you to get. Here's what I want you to understand. Bad news does not necessitate that there is nowhere else to go except to weep. In Psalm 112, verse 7, the scripture says, He will not fear bad news. His heart is confident, trusting in the Lord. It's not pie in the sky to look at the situation and go, gosh, it's terrible, but I'm going to hold hope because hope is, is the only thing I have to move past it. If it never comes about, that's fine. But I'm going to live every day believing that there's a better tomorrow. When people think of that, they think, "Oh, Christianity—it's a crutch. It's—it's—you uh, know—it's—it's uh, it's the opiate of the of the of the people," is what Karl Marx said. It takes more guts, more strength, more determination in this day and age to be a Christian and to stand in your faith than it does to be any other thing that there is, because it's the Christians who are under persecution, and it's the people of faith that are getting slaughtered, and oh, by the way, throughout the world that's taking place. Welcome back! To the David Spoon experience, thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Christian station here in Texas, getting ready to give you the trivia question in just a second. I just feel like I am inadequate to explain that portion on that text, and I you know, just you can never do certain texts justice, but when the author in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 6 says, someone somewhere has testified, it's not that he had a a, a moment of, oh, I forgot. It's just so that everybody can keep the focus on Jesus. And and, and it's David who makes this. It's not like he's trying to diss King David. It's just King David is fantastic, but he's not Jesus. (laughs) Jesus is the key. Okay, all right, I just want to make sure I said that. All right, here we go. First trivia question, not difficult, uh, especially if you know where Matthew chapter 5 is. Complete the fourth beatitude. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. What's the rest of that? Complete this. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for, and then blah, 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 blah. Okay, got to finish that off. Uh, if you want to, you can call in and give us your insight. It's nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero, and then you can also text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three. I will tell you that Matthew five will help you a lot with that. You can also send an email David at he must increase dot org. Okie dokie, okie dokie. Uh, let's see. Do we? Do you want to do DNA real fast? Let's do. We'll do DNA real fast. D stands for a draw closer to the Lord. Daily daily there's uh, so many 80 references to daily day by day or every day in the scripture uh and never be ashamed of jesus or his words never be ashamed of what he has to say and then a always be ready to serve to serve which means you are committed to being sensitive to the lord and to being a vehicle and a vessel to love other people okay okay All right, you got people texting in, getting the answer, which is always a good thing. I will repeat it one more time. Complete the fourth beatitude. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for... And then the answer should be right there in uh, Matthew chapter 5. We're going to go on with our text because this portion right here, this is beyond me again. So if you get into some of these texts, it's just beyond you. This is like, okay, well... I appreciate it. I can understand it. I grasp it. But the depth is something else. Here it is from verse 6, verse 5 and 6, where let's just pick it up from verse 6, when the author says, But someone somewhere has testified, again, we already told you, that's not really him forgetting as much as honoring Jesus. What is man that you remember him, or the son of man that you care for him? You made him lower than the angels. For a short time you crowned him with glory and honor and subjected everything under his feet." Again, this is reference to Psalm chapter 8, verses 5 through 7, specifically in the Septuagint is where you'd find this. And the bottom line is, one, it's worth pointing out that it says, you made him lower than the angels, talking about mankind, for a short time. And subjected everything under his feet for a short time. Time. Well, everybody thinks that man is the big ruler and man's in charge. Uh, Only on the earth did the Lord give them to give man dominion, and that for a short time, of which he forfeited. Then Jesus, he forfeited to Satan through sin. Then Jesus took it back through redemption. But the whole thing is only for a short time. Keep in mind that God's watch, His wristwatch, is perfect, and ours. Uh, we're so bad we change the hours of the day. <laughs> move it up an hour. Move it back an hour. Move it over here. Change it here. Let's have a TikTok. Let's have digital. <laughs> okay, that's not, a, that's not the main point of the text. Here's the main point of the text. What is man that you remember him or the son of man that you care for him? That's the text. That's what I want you to get. Can I be as nice as possible without being gross? Let me do my best job. I'm going to talk to you about our chemical value. I am not going to talk to you about our value in regards to organs inside our body, where there's a black market where people take organs and they sell them and so on and so forth. I'm just going to talk to you about the chemical compound, not body parts, chemical compound of man, the total value. If you do a little research, you're going to find... Is right about six hundred bucks. About three thousand years ago, it was like a hundred bucks. Okay, let me explain something to you real quickly. Man does not have this fantastic value apart from the portion of man that is birthed from God. In and of ourselves and by ourselves and in the sinful self, our value is not. But because God is our creator and breathed into us, and keep in mind when God breathed into Adam the breath of life and then he created Eve and they got together and had children, keep in mind that every single human being that has come forth from that or from the – any, no matter what your process is – all comes from the breath of God. And that great value that we have of any capacity, the one that God felt it was worthy to redeem, is because our beginnings has the breath of God and not because the salt inside of us is worth a whole bunch of money. What I'm trying to communicate is that man is not that great or not that you know expensive, so to speak, Why has God placed such a great value on man? The only answer that is worthy of consideration, because really man is not worthy of all the honor that God's bestowed on him. The only answer that's worthy of consideration is that God has a part of himself in mankind. And so the question that the author is asking in Psalm 8 is, what is man that you remember him or the son of man that you care for him? I mean, we're so bad. The other day I was uh, uh, processing something, working on something, and uh, I just, you know, I thought the wrong thoughts. I said the wrong thing. I looked up to God and I just said, I cannot believe that you don't just strike people. (laughs) just like I can't believe there's not like lightning bolts going all over the planet on a regular basis because I am just like I'm so bad. And I'm not saying that to have a false humility or anything. I'm telling you we as people are like, Ugh, but there's this part of us that's good and that's the, the part that's from God. And God took the earth, right, the clay, put it together, right? Our value is like what the earth is worth and dirt, okay? So you're worth dirt. That's good. But then when he breathed into us and gave us the breath of life, we became under a whole new value system. And even though we are lower than the angels, just want to point that out for a little while, that we are lower than the angels for now because we will be judging angels later, right? It's worth noting that God taking notice of us is a tremendous honor. That God pays attention to you and I is one of the mysteries that fills the universe because of who we are. And for a short time, we're, we're, you know, we're in charge of this planet, and then we're not going to be in charge of the planet, and then it's going to be a whole new system. But look how much value God has placed upon us. He took of himself and sacrificed dying through Jesus Christ to demonstrate his commitment to us. I just find that beyond our capacity to know that level of love. We are just such a selfish people in general. The love of God is so powerful that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now I want you just to, you know, every time you hear the gospel story, and I've heard people say, oh, you know, I've heard the story, I've heard the story. You've heard the story. This is going to be, what does the hymn say? This will be our theme for glory. That he took it for us, died for us while we were still sinners. He valued us. You know where your real value comes from? It doesn't come from the world. What does the world know? Are you kidding? They can't even, they can't even jump in between time zones, which God can. So it's just like, come on. Your value is because God established value for you by what he thinks of you. You know what he thinks? He thinks you're wonderful. He thinks he wants to spend eternity with you. For those of you that have not made that surrender, there's somebody who loves you more than anybody ever has or ever could. And I encourage you, I just encourage you to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to save you and to be king of your heart. You're there. You know what's going on. Ask for his help. You will be amazed how he will surround you with his love. Okay? All right. Trivia question. Got to answer the trivia question. That's what we do. It's part of what we are. Thank you very much. Complete the fourth beatitude. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled Because the Lord doesn't leave us empty. Hey, you want to hear something funny? He doesn't even leave the animals empty. He's very careful to make sure that everybody is taken care of in a certain way. Isn't that cool? He is awesome, isn't he? All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAM 770, the Christian station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back.
0: You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, Spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. On God Country, Texas, seven seventy K W A M.
1: On the phone with us today, our privilege to have Kirk Cameron, who is uh, coordinating the uh, conference for Love Worth Fighting for, a marriage event. Kirk, are you with us? I'm
2: here. I'm glad. Here, how, how are you? Thanks I'm... for having me on your show.
1: It's my privilege to have you on the show. I'm glad you're joining us. I got to tell you, uh, here's something that uh, nobody knows in all the world except for my wife. When you did the movie Fireproof in uh, the 2008 period, it is the only movie in my entire life, and I'm in that post-50 category, it's the only movie in my entire life that I gave to other friends as long as I've been alive because I thought it would be beneficial for their marriage. It was truly an inspirational movie that, uh, in my marriage, it's a great marriage. It just encouraged me to make it that much greater.
2: Oh man, that, that that's great to hear. That that encourages me a lot. And uh, I've heard other people have, have said that as well. And um, you know, my hat goes off to the guys who wrote the script and the church that made the movie. And I was uh, I was really honored to be a part of it.
1: Yeah, you did a great job, man. I really got to tell you, man. Uh-oh. I know I know. There's uh, you got uh, things that you grow up with, and you did things. But that kind of stuff, uh, where you have an opportunity and you were able to play a character that really conveys hey, at times in marriage, there's a struggle, but there's this uh, promise from the Lord, there's this capacity from the Lord to have a marriage that gets better and better as long as you're in it and not sitting on the outside watching it.
2: Right right on, man. I, I often say that marriage never fails. Marriages do not fail. People fail. Um, God made the universe— uh, he made it perfect, and uh, we introduced some sin, selfishness, death, destruction into it. And we do the same with marriage. It's perfect. And then we allow bitterness, unforgiveness uh, to creep in and stay there. So what what, what what the Love With Fighting For event is all about, what Fireproof is all about, and, and by the way, Love With Fighting For, uh, our marriage event, grew out of the Fireproof movie. It basically takes the movie and turns it into a live event and we bring it to your church, and we talk about those kind of things, is how to resurrect a marriage that has been um, damaged by selfishness and by bitterness. And where do you find joy and hope and healing? Uh, God gives us the capacity for those things, and we talk about where you find it.